This is our yearly wrap-up and our predictions for 2024. I am here with Courtney once again. Hello, Courtney. Hi, Chris. Great to be here to finish off 2023 and gloat about our awesomeness and predict 2024. Yeah, I'm glad to get rid of 2023. All right, let's... um... Let's start with predictions. We have got a bit to get through if we're going to... No, let's start with what we have predicted. So my first claim to fame is the roundabouts. I want left slip lanes on the roundabouts to ease the amount of traffic that goes in. And only a month or two after we discussed this, uh, out came the news that that's what they're going to start doing with these roundabouts. So traffic engineers, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. And uh, onwards and upwards. No, hang on. Hang on. Where'd they build it? Who cares? I will tell you right now. I care because they built it in Calcalo. And where's that? Not on the Western Port Highway where I wanted the stupid thing. <laughs> no, it's not. But it, it is, according to this website, a long way. Like, seriously, it, this is a problem. It is a long way out the north past, okay, past Donnybrook Road. So we are talking Craggyburn. We're talking Hume Highway. Um, most of the way to Whittlesea. I don't know if you know that way. If you're heading wow. from Melbourne up yeah. to Sydney, you come out on the yeah. Hume, you're already in yeah. paddock land. And this is where they yeah. build these new estates. So great that there's a roundabout with a slip lane. Yeah. But the reason there's mm. one is because that every person out there has to drive because we refuse That's to right. have anything, not even medium density living in Melbourne because the 2030 plan that one state government started many years ago is a complete failure because people refused to move into medium and high density living in the inner city, even though the inner city has the services, has the hospitals, has the schools, it it has what you need, people won't do it. So what do the politicians do for their mates? Oh, they release farmland, make it zone one, their mates get to, to do something where they bought so many hectares for a million bucks and that million turns literally into 30 million they build something that we've never heard of called calcalo with a roundabout that was useless and now they've (laughs) well the the roundabout's a win but you're right there there was a town a little village town that started off with 500 people 10 15 years ago now has five thousand people i think it's in the uh, northwestern suburbs there is one entry point in and out of that whole suburb and so it takes an hour to get out of there in the mornings in your car and the train line that was going to go through there oh got cancelled sorry tough luck so our urban planning is is extraordinary in its lack of confidence yes so that is a, a prediction for 2024 you'll get right we will continue to do stupid urban planning yeah we will we will can you remember what you picked that you win on remote remote working remote Glote, working like for me gloat, gloat away uh so i we had episode uh three with gina as well and we talked about remote working and gina put me on the spot about whether i felt people should get paid less but i did make the point that the market is going to dictate it and the market already has so already we're seeing a turn uh, not only employees trying to force people back but there's plenty of articles now talking about how um 
new job offerings are not going to get the same money when you get to work from home exactly. three, four, five days a week. It, it's funny how people think about it. You say Jeff Kennett came out to piss people off immediately. Hey, people are going to get paid less because they work from home. Everybody, you can't do that. You can't give someone a pay cut. Well, think it through. Each time there's staff turnover, the next person you hire gets paid less. So you might not walk into a room and hand over a pay cut, but of course, uh, salaries are going to go down. They are. And everyone else's job's going to get outsourced. As soon as you prove you don't need to be present in the office, they're not going to hire a Melbourneian living in an expensive house with huge rent and huge shopping bills when they can hire someone from the Philippines, from India, Perth, Kalgoorlie, wherever it might be. Exactly. And the Philippines do not have a single roundabout with a slip lane because they don't need it because they all live in very, very high density, not particularly well designed either uh, cities, but they don't have roundabouts. So to add to that, so uh, the next awesome win, we picked Richard Goiter to finish up at Qantas. He, He was holding on and standing strident at the end of the Alan Joyce fun stuff. But once we got to the whole point of like, let's just blatantly screw people over uh, left, right and centre, uh, we, we picked that it was time for him to go. And guess what? Everyone listened and and he went. So that's three for <laughs> To <me>. us. A <laughs> power of our 62 listeners. All right. Really so bring it on. What is your... So, so we've had we had the Ukraine war, for example, really interesting black swan sort of kicked in in, in 2022. That, that continued on and people got a bit bored of it. And uh, before that, we had COVID, sort of 2020 to 2021. Then I guess most recently, there's that sort of the Israel-Hamas conflagration that we always think will never happen. And then it just smashes us from uh, left to centre. 2024, what is your number one black swan X Factor prediction? Uh, so we're already in the cost of living crisis. So that's not, that's not going to change. I think company failure wise, like a whole industry, AI is going to get smashed because there's there's so many companies out there and then they're just not able to all make money. And someone explained it to me once in Kathmandu, you see a guy open a CD shop and then you go traveling around India and you come back to Nepal and Kathmandu and there's 62 CD shops. And then you go traveling again if you're a long-term backpack and you come back and there's three again because there was never meant to be more than three. Yeah. Um, so I think that'll that'll uh, change, and the other black swan will be some horrible climate change event. Except maybe it's already happened. Uh, Kansas underwater, like that storm dumped. One guy rang yeah. up the radio. They said, <laughs> "The radio host, how much water have you had? Oh, since Wednesday, two point four meters." And the yeah. host was, "What? No, no, sorry, no, no. Just, just how much over?" over the, the the month no 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 that's just in five days mate 2.4 meters like, yeah. what the fuck? is it and 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 for all you wonderful listeners out there we actually attempted this recording two weeks ago chris predicted climate change is going to absolutely spank us and then the queensland event actually happened he was so spot on but it was in 2023, so uh, <laughs> it doesn't really count. But when when people are saying we've never seen rain like this, so yes, it does rain up north. Yes, there are um, hurricanes and they do landfall. I don't even call them hurricanes, do you? Cyclones. But this is, when you're talking a metre of rain, 
two meters. We're measuring in meters, not mils anymore. Mm. And then everyone's attacking the Bureau of Meteorology. Oh, how come you didn't warn us? How come you didn't predict it? And it's a bit like, well, the, we don't know how to interpret this data because it has never happened before. And guess what? It's going to happen more and more and more. Climate change is not coming. It, it's here. And, and we'll still do absolutely nothing about it. We will consistently spend billions on repair and cleanup and fixing. But anyone who suggests spending a billion dollars in preventative maintenance will just be smiled at and patted on the head. All right. So climate change, which do you know which uh, Pacific Island's going to disappear first? Have you got a prediction on that? Tuvalu. Or is that a capital of something? I think I wonder if Tom Ladbrokes. Ladbrokes has probably got a what? syndicate for them. Oh, yeah, they probably do. Oh, Pick God. your island. Which... Yeah, that's disgusting. The, uh... Here's another one from today, like recent, recent news. Yeah. I heard this on the radio. This is, this is more disgustingness. Uh, so yeah. ABC reporter uh, contacted a bunch of MPs. More than 50 women have died in domestic violence again this year. And to 92 MPs, four out of five, ask them uh, just four questions, four out of five would not yeah. even respond to the questions. They literally, yeah. I think they probably took the approach of, oh, well, I don't want to say anything wrong. I just don't have any response. Pathetic. Yeah. The uh, a week or so ago, a fellow, an academic at a Melbourne-based university, I think he was a had a um he got found blocking the career of a, a woman he'd mm. had an affair with it was a phd student of his so for 12 or 14 years had effectively stifled and blocked her career which was just a interesting insight into there's there are genuine i guess you call it gender issues behavioral issues just toxic awfulness i'm sure this fellow got away with it because he was a high profile successful person and uh just extraordinary and how, how long yeah. it how many years did he get away with it a dozen i think it was 14 12 or 14 Jesus. horrendous and that i'm hoping so this is my kind of prediction for 2024 but not really more like a hope that is the the hash me too movement had had a bit of time hasn't had a huge amount of discussion recently but my my one observation it's not really a critique but it's my concern is it seems to happen when a person has lost their power rather than just calling people out straight away often we find it's the older people less powerful they've moved on and now they can do less harm to your career so harvey weinstein good example i think he was near the yep. end of his career couldn't really get people into great movies so it was easier to go after him now i i'm not really saying victims should go after someone quicker and easier they're normally powerless but i would hope for every abuser, there are a bunch of enablers, supporters, acolytes who hang around them, who know what's going on. Jimmy Savile, the offender in the UK, obvious. Rolf Harris, people knew about him for years. Um, Dick, there you go. Don Burke, uh, Channel 9 knew what he was up to. He was horrendous. Uh, these people are um, consistently, there's another fellow in the news as well just recently, uh, but they seem to be protected, looked after until their power wanes. A bit of like the, the lion situation. No one attacks the lion while it's strong and powerful, but once it's a bit toothless and a bit slow, everyone jumps in. Run, run, I would love in. to see yeah. 
2024 to be the year of calling calling this stuff out faster, quicker, earlier, and also not just going after the abusers, but their enablers, their supporters, their protectors. That's my, I think, more a hope and a dream. Have you read <laughs> much about the Bruce Lerman, Brittany Higgins um, defamation trial? A little bit. Just what? what's your take? No particular take other than like Ben Robert Smith. Why, if you've been sort of found not guilty or if you haven't had a sufficient amount of evidence presented or the case can't continue, why why would you then take a media organisation and individual to court on defamation? Because when you do that, you go through the whole trial again. And interestingly, Brittany Higgins, the, the DPP that ended up losing his job um, in Canberra, the ACT, uh, for kind of different reasons. He made the decision not to retrial again after that idiot juror destroyed the trial by um, having pre-reading stuff that they shouldn't have had. And he decided yeah. not to do it because of Brittany Higgins' mental health. Fine. Yep. Um, mm. And yet now, because Bruce Lehman has uh, is taken Channel 10 to court, yeah, Channel 10, yeah. and the project, it has to be all dragged, uh, dredged up dredged up yeah. again and this time you know maybe it's been long enough for Brittany um but Miss Higgins has decided to to give evidence so I just find it weird yeah. because yeah. he doesn't look particularly less guilty than he did before <laughs> that makes yeah. sense yeah. I don't know and it's interesting in time. and I'm not sure what happens in this level of trial and, and the difference between criminal and the civil sometimes you 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 know you can win on the balance of probabilities versus it's like when a coroner investigates it's more in a murder situation, but they can make findings and say, we reckon it's this, which the burden of proof is different or the, um, Correct. the analysis. But it, yeah, so Ben Robert Smith, it, the a, probability was that he committed mm, those crimes yeah. overseas. And that and so yeah. found in a sense, you still use the word guilty, but it, yeah. what actually happens is he's found not to be successful in his defamation trial yeah. against Channel yeah. 9 and the guys yeah. that that brought about the, the Brereton Inquiry. But yeah. I don't know. It seems risky. It's cost, you would think, Ben Robert Smith any credibility left. And for mm. Bruce Lerman, this guy that has not been found guilty but has been accused, it's going to kind of cost yeah. whatever credibility he's got left. It's fascinating. There's got to be a whole bunch of behavioural stuff. It's like people who go on the uh, reality TV shows. They always get presented in horrendous light and go, oh, if I had my time again, I wouldn't do it. But they would because... Being on TV, being special, being the centre of attention, and and also believing your own reality distortion field. That people hey, are on. Nigel Farage went on Celebrity Get Me Out of Here in the UK, and yeah. even now, because the Tories are doing so badly, it's only a rumour. I wouldn't think they would do mm. it. They're considering whether to get rid of uh, Rishi Sunak, and Nigel Farage mm. is one of the names that's being put forward. That right-wing <laughs> nutbag who's not even part of the Tories. You'd have to join the Tory party because he went and formed yeah. his own. And I think <laughs> Boris is kind of out of the equation this time around. But there you go. Yeah. Get yourself, you know, even when you're out of politics, just get on a celebrity reality TV show and you might be able to get back in. Talking about far right-wing nutjobs, uh, Trump for 2024, what's your prediction? Okay, definitely gets the nomination. Um Republican nomination, and I think, and I reckon this is just me being hopeful that he he won't win, 
and that it'll be a larger gap this time and there'll be less less grumbling or there'll be a, a lower chance of anyone taking the election was stolen seriously. I think I think you're right. Although my my prediction is um, the problem with Trump is Trump against Biden. Not in Trump in a normal election should lose massively, but Biden is not a convincing fellow. So Biden needs to, uh, you know, if the if the conspiracy theorists were working hard in the Democrat Party, they'd find a way for him to have an incident. Maybe not life threatening, but certainly <laughs> something that takes. Do you remember Karate Kid? Remember how he has to take Johnny has to take um, take him out of commission. Yep. For the yep. final part, <laughs> someone who just so they can then install a you know a handsome mid fifties silver fox to just look steady and stable. Um, I don't think they have one. I mean, they've got yet another Kennedy, and and he's bonkers. He's completely <laughs> off his tree. It, it's hysterical listening to him talk. But but even when they go for the name, the one big name in American yeah. politics, um, they get a crazy this time around. So I my, I don't know. My my dream doing. scenario would be Mitt Romney switching. I think he's retiring, but switch from the Republicans to the Democrats <laughs> because he invented. Obamacare. It was a Republican policy he rolled out, I'm pretty sure, in Massachusetts. And he did that. Right. And it was very successful because it was about keeping costs down and all the rest. And then Obama adopted it. So it became the most hated thing in the world for Republicans. But so he, there is a link for him to become Democrat. He's calm. He's sensible. He's very competent. It'd be awesome. He just has to switch teams and, uh, yeah, put pause on the, the current fellow. Yeah. Is a Mormon? I don't know. Would they vote? I suppose they're more likely to vote for a, a Mormon than they are a woman in the in the US. I reckon they'd pick a Mormon because that that's conservative at least. There's a, I reckon there's a joy of having a calm, conservative person in place. Yeah, maybe. But mm. the Americans of public have lost their way so much. Supposedly the Latino vote has yeah. moved towards the Republicans and Trump. Like he... He yeah. calls Mexicans rapists, rapists, and they're moving towards him. Yeah. The Black American vote has moved towards Trump. I'm not saying move as in more than the Democrats, yeah. but from what what it was, the percentage of the last election, yeah. it's gone up yeah. in polling. He, yeah. he he supports Confederates and marches yeah. and Proud Boys. I, it makes no yeah. sense. They are yeah. Are, are they just completely stupid, or are they? There's not completely, just many, many layers of, of fascinating behaviour. I mean, look, the, the most interesting part of the UK, and, and I'm picking this, right, but not for 2024. I reckon there will be gun control by 2036 in the United States. 2036? Okay. Yeah, picking it. I'm picking it now. You heard it here first. And the reason why is everyone thinks something can't be a thing. You know, in Australia 20-odd years ago, you know, marriage was between a man and a woman you know that was very strict 20 years later that got blown out of the water um because people have just moved on what feels like an impossible to change situation changes you just need 10 15 years and the reality is the number of people who are pro-gun are older white republicans and they're dying off and they're being replaced by younger generations who've had shooter drills since preschool and they don't like them they actually don't like this stuff, but you just need to have enough people demographically grow into that democratic space, throw away the old guns, that 
that culture can change. And when it does change, it'll happen rapidly because people realize like, like what happened in Australia, the number of gun deaths just dropped massively. Every other country in the world doesn't have gun deaths like the US. And once they see they can have that and it doesn't really hurt, that's your dream. 2036. You are, I said it. You here. are dreaming. It is enshrined <laughs> in the constitution, although it's not really the second amendment, but they, right. they sort of bastardize and interpret the way they want. Um, yeah. So, so the rise of the fascists, that uh, that's coming for 2024. What What's fascinating for me is how, when, whenever people look at the First World War or Second World War and go, how could it happen? It was so obvious. Look at all these things. It's, it's amazing the parallels between the rise of fascism, especially in the US, how easy it is for someone to get up, spew hatred, pick on disabled people, coloured people, anyone who's a bit different and a huge portion of the population, they lap it up and they are ready to dispense justice or vengeance against anyone who offends them. We, we are only a couple of steps away from complete savagery at any time. That's my, uh, my sadness for 2024. <laughs> this is depressing. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it's Teals. significant right-wing parties are already, they're already in you know, countries like Hungary. Yeah, very, very right wing. Poland. Oh no, Poland. Hang on, which is the one that went the other way? Yeah, yeah. Poland was Poland's right wing, and they've gone. They've gone back the other way, which is bizarre. France. Um, France is looking to go very right uh, at the moment. Yeah, but Le Pen, Marie Le Pen. Yeah, is it there at every election? But never makes it. Never really gets yeah. close to the presidency. Oh, no, nah, yeah. I don't. I don't think. I don't think we'll get any further. I think we've already gone much further than I'd expect. And unless there's absolute world economic collapse, something to trigger that group anger from from yeah. the public, from people against politicians, yeah. something really horrible happening to them every day. And yes, there's a cost of living yeah. crisis in Australia, but it's not. It's pushing a lot of people against the wall. But I, I'm talking about a, a depression type screw up yeah. or a GFC type thing. Then, yeah, yeah maybe, but I don't think that's going to happen in 24. So tell me then, you, you said a big thing have to happen. China, South China Sea. Oh, God. What's happening? 2024, give us your prediction. I think there'll, there'll be some sort of a skirmish. I don't know how big it will be, but I, I'm very surprised that there hasn't been an accidental, as they call it, an accidental firing or a ramming. Well, I know that the Coast Guard, uh, Chinese Coast Guard ships are ramming uh filipino coast guard ships or fishing vessels or whatnot yeah. i mean something something yeah. bigger because australian frigates and u.s aircraft carriers are going up and down the the strait the south china mm -hmm. sea uh, it'll be provocative but it, it won't be part of a larger planned war it'll be a communication type screw up where, where someone yeah. someone fires when they don't really mean to, or they fire a warning shot that goes through the hull of a ship, or something exactly. like that. I think the world wised up a couple of years ago. There was a sense of, oh my gosh, this diplomacy, we're getting smashed, divide and conquer. Every country was being partitioned and was so willing to do anything to access the trade dollars. And I think they've, there's been a wisening, but. Uh, yeah, we'll see where that where that goes. I guess the one thing Trump did a little bit differently to Obama, you know, Obama, Syria, he had a very big red line that, that you know, if anyone crosses this, he's, he was going to do absolutely nothing. And uh, with Trump, 
the one thing that the US and the world has when he's in charge is no one knows what the hell he'll do. And he'll probably press any button put in front of him. And I reckon that would make China a lot more cautious than if you have a Democrat in, there just seems to be a wishy-washiness of just not willing to stand up and uh, be counted. So I'm, I'm, but the the Republicans are a bit more isolationist as well. So, so what do you think would happen if China did, um, did basically do a, a sea invasion of Taiwan? Of Taiwan. See, if it was someone like Trump, he go, you can't do that. I'm going to kick your ass and jump in. Whereas the Democrats go, we're going to really have to talk about this a lot. We're really disappointed in you right now. I don't know. It's too hard to pick. You would hope. Yeah. Um, the, the problem is, where do you draw the line? That, that's what people always forget. You give a little bit of ground. Like, look what we did with the Russians. Oh, they pinched a bit of Crimea. Oh, who cares? Oh, just, you know, whatever. Like, at what point do you have to say, we're not going to accept this anymore? Russia thought that they had, you know, we're going to take Ukraine. No one's going to care because we've got the gas. We can turn off the gas to Europe. They don't want that. And and then all of a sudden people thought, oh, this, this isn't a really good long-term policy. We don't really want an emboldened Russia. So they moved. But they, they didn't move in 2014 or 2018. Was it Georgia, Crimea? Mm. It's been going for 20 years. So for me, the quicker you act and the stronger you act, the less you have to act, says says me living in a, a, a super minus <laughs> tagged onto a superpower where we hope they'll defend us. All right, uh, Teals, closer to home. Politics, closer to home. Tell me about the Teals. Yeah. What are the Teals going to do in 2024? Are they going to welcome in men as well as women? Are all the Teals women? Yeah, because mm. they got... They, they got in on different on policies of anti-corruption the environment and also misogyny and then they need to invite me into the party so Excellent. i can be the only bloke i'm okay with that because they uh-huh. i don't know they all seem smart and just smarter than the average mp uh, yeah. and we've still got a while to the next election but their problem will be finances. They need Robert Holmes. No, Rob, Rob, what's the kid's name? They need Holmes yeah. Court Junior. Is it Simon? Uh, Simon. Yes, I think you're right. And he's big yeah. into the renewable scene. Uh, and fair yeah. enough, good on him. Um, but that's they got a lot of funding. And it's not America, I know, but unfortunately you still need a lot of funding, even in Australia. Yeah. And, and you can still be Clive Palmer and fail miserably with it. So they were obviously a lot smarter than that. And the sad thing too was that the, the liberals they knocked out were all the moderate liberals. That's just left the Liberal Party as slightly nutty far right now. Yeah, it's it's going to be a fascinating party. There's nothing better than a party losing because they're too far right. And then people like Peter Credlin standing up saying, the problem is we were not far right enough. Let's, yeah. keep, let's keep on going. So... What about the, um, the Argentina president? You have to fill me in. So in the runoff, the person they did not expect to win, Javier Melay, I think that's how you would say it, uh-huh. um, he got in. So he, um, he wants to ban all abortion. He doesn't believe in climate change. And he is going to basically uh, do massive austerity. So he's going to stop all mm. major government spending throw the whole country into extreme poverty, probably have to peg 
the peso back against the US dollar, which is something they've done before, basically because yeah. they are hopeless at economic management, they end up with hyperinflation. And then the only way to yeah. deal with it is a massive shock to the economy. You can't bring it down gradually. Yeah. So they, um, mm. they, they peg it against the US dollar, which of course works for a little bit and then fails because you can't peg your fails. currency against another one if you don't generate a GDP per capita similar to the other one. It, it, it makes yeah. no sense and they, it doesn't and they don't. No, you just create a black economy. So I'm going to put them in the exactly the same as trying to parent children bucket. There are some countries <laughs> who are effectively infants, right? You know, and, and this is the test. Hey, kids, what would you like for dinner? Maccas. It, the kid says, I want Maccas. And that, that's your test to know if they're a grown up or not. If the day they say, oh, no, nah, probably not Maccas. Let's eat something healthy. You know, they're growing up. But you pick, I don't know, Italy, Greece, half of South yeah. America. They want Maccas. They want all the goodies. Let's spend, spend, spend. We want government projects and we want high salaries and we want jobs for life and we want a pension age that kicks in at 51 and all this crap. Yeah, yeah. No grown-ups to be seen anywhere. And guess what? It's just perpetual failure. I mean, Argentina, you could write a summary of their economics, you know, did something, screwed it up, failed, got bailed out, like repeat for decades. Sorry, Argentinians, but there's not much more. Okay, it's soccer. <laughs> just... They are good at football. I'd, mm. Yeah. I feel sorry for them. But, and but then... where are the grown-ups? But they voted him in. The people get so yeah. they get so pissed off with the government. And what's the saying though? We always vote a government out. We generally don't vote somebody in. But in these countries, they manage the person that they end up with because they voted a government out is yeah. often um, just slightly nutty. <laughs> well, here's a thought experiment for you. If you ran. A, a simulation let's say we lived in a simulation on the matrix and australia was exactly the same except for our mineral resources where would we be yeah totally different place we would be smashed because we vote the politicians that we really like who give us goodies and then each time something happens like a global crisis and then china starts spending we've been bailed out through just the sheer luck of having some goodies in the ground not through good economic management not through creating new businesses, not through dynamic efficiency. Our efficiency is getting worse. But we make billions and billions and billions selling iron ore. Yeah, what do they call it? Two-speed economy. No, we'd be like, I wonder if we'd be more like the South Americans. We keep, we keep choosing the things where people promise us lots of nice stuff. Lots of tax cuts, lots of government expenditure, lots of healthy jobs, you know, really nice social protections we have here. But we wouldn't be able to fund them. So we probably would be an economic train wreck. That, that brings me to, I think, my word for 2024. Always got a word. And, okay. Well, it's sort of the word I, I'm really not liking it. And I, but I don't know what the alternatives are and I don't know how to reframe it. But uh, we've... We're getting into a culture, I think, where uh, we are, people just tolerate a lot of stuff and they go, oh, well, yes, we, you can't not do that. That would be discrimination. That's the, the word I'm hearing a lot. Now, discrimination does happen. It's often horrendous, but it's become the, the magic word to shut down 
any kind of discussion or debate. You know, you can't you can't do that thing. That would be discrimination. Looks like well, give me an example of where where we're accused of being discriminatory, where we can have a better debate about it. I, I'm a little bit interested in in the school sector. I'm interested in the ch- early childhood sector. I'm interested in the behavioural areas. So a couple examples: if you kids who in the past you couldn't really go to kinder unless you could do a few things maybe um you know be able to go to the bathroom by yourself without support or not swear and curse and yell and punch people and pinch them all day but if you exclude a kid now from something like that in the past we used to have criteria you met to go you're now ready you know now it's more like you can't stop someone doing that good thing because that would be discrimination. So there's just a change of language and a change of mindset. Same with, um, I don't know, if, you, if when we talk about, you can't ask that kid to do that, they might be on the spectrum or they have ADHD. So there's just this, you can't say, no, you're excluded. You know, we're kicking you out of this class or we're asking you to stop attending because you're causing chaos. That would be discrimination. But when that kid attends without any behavioral change, 22 other kids are discriminated against because they're not getting the class. So it's just a thing of, uh, the other example we talked about the other day was um, I would like to wear my bikini on the aeroplane and I cannot believe the airline stopped me getting on the plane. That's discrimination. (laughs) So, um, you know, this sense of I can do whatever I want. How can you set these criteria of what's okay or not okay? Yeah, that's my, my wrestle. Hey, that is a way for maybe Bonza to save their airline. They can just say to people, you wear anything you want on Bonza. If you want to get on Bonza naked, we will do a naked flight. You can get Mm -hmm. on Bonza with anything. Because other than that, they are screwed. They are not going to survive 2024. That's it. Bonza is going to go bust. That's Chris's prediction. I'm picking zero. Zero. Zero in 2024 are going to get smashed. Zero, never make money. Beautiful software. Everyone loves them. Millions of subscribers. Amazing product. Amazing customers. Just a habitual problem, which is they refuse to ever make enough money to generate profit. They lose, these lose millions. Now they lose tens of billions and now it's hundreds of millions a year. You can only do that so long till people go, oh, I don't like that anymore. I'm going to discriminate against you and stop buying your shares. Yeah, maybe. Um, they say a lot of small business is going to come under more pressure in 2024. We all talk about the, uh, the the average punter and their mortgage and people coming off their fixed term um, loans. Yeah. But I think they are also talking about small business coming under lots and lots of pressure. And that's what companies like Zero and QuickBooks and Mile rely on. You know, large companies run, what, SAP and yeah. Oracle and yeah. Salesforce and whatnot but a lot of small business. And if they start yeah. to finally go, I'm out, I don't want mm. this account anymore. Yeah. I don't think they'll go bankrupt, but they could take a hefty whack. But you know, it's like with, uh, you got your motley fools and whatnot that will just keep saying yeah. they're good. They're good. They're good. They're good until they, and a lot of closely held shares there. So you're not going to see a huge trading volume. So that, that will affect it. But it's interesting because some of their data, you know, they talk about like the average lifespan of one of their customers. I think it's about eight or nine years, something like that. 
And yet all the data shows that Australian small businesses, the average life is about six or seven. And plenty yeah. of them So it's kind of like, wow, you guys are like awesome. Yeah, but no one, I don't know. It's only Courtney Klaus has picked up on this. Yeah. Yeah, well, I could be wrong. They'll probably get bought out for like triple the price and everyone will triple their money. But for me, if you've got a business and you lose money every year and you've always lost money and you have no real potential forecast to make money, at some point there will be a an awareness amongst the people and they'll go, oh, oh, that's interesting. But, yeah, you know, who knows? I think so. <laughs> All, All right. right. Any final up? advice, best best guidance advice? What would you recommend to someone marching to 2024 to lift their Just mood? Don't, don't go to Christmas. Whatever you've got on, skip it because it'll be the yeah. same as last year and probably just as painful. And uh, I don't know. Get a picnic rug. Take just your immediate family out on the beach near a river and fall asleep in the in the afternoon sun. Mm. That would be lovely. Yeah, so that's my. <laughs> oh no, you're hosting, right. so you're you're Fair rightly uh, you're rightly in the middle of it. Whereas I I'm going somewhere else. Or in bad Santa this lovely. year, that will be hysterical. So bad we're going Santa. to we're going to regift stuff that they've given us. <laughs> that's going to go down like a lead balloon. Um, yeah. And they, well, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, this. <laughs> We should finish on something else. All right. Uh, All right, your favourite band that you are going to see live in 2024. Favourite band or musician? Oh, ouch. That's a good one because I don't know of any significant acts. Are you serious? Taylor Swift and Pink are going to be here in a couple of months. Yeah, okay. They're they're not in my top 100. Seriously. Talking Heads will not be coming. I know. That would be I think good. John Mellencamp is probably dead, so you're out. Uh, or maybe he's still alive. <laughs> he's not uh, dead. He's doing well. I, I still go to live gigs, but I often just choose a local a local one or rely on uh, about three friends of mine who will who will say, this is quite good. You should just go to it. If a guy called yeah. um, Dan Mangan came back out from Canada, he's one of my favourites. Yeah. If the Mountain Goats came out, I'd make you buy me a ticket yeah. and take me again. Now you got me there. Well, what about you? Have you got you know of anyone that's coming next year? Well, I, I am looking forward to Pink. Actually, I, I you're just going. Think she's fabulous. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the general admission, but up the front, like there's a special fenced off standing area, which will just for be old, for old sensational. people. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm taking my mum, and uh, it's going to be rocking. <laughs> Personal tip now for listeners of our amazing podcast of 2024. When you go to a gig and you go to a festival, buy the VIP tickets. Finally accept that even if you're not nearly 50 like us two, if you're even a bit younger, think about the idea of not going to a toilet where you are literally ice skating on urine before you even get to the place where you're meant to put it in the bowl or the trough. Uh, think about getting to the bar without it taking 36 minutes. Pay the extra money, go the VIP. Be on the other side of the fence. Those people that you've seen previously at festivals when you go, oh, oh they think they're so cool because, oh, geez, yeah. there's really only five people in the queue to the bar. 
and you think, oh, no, it's, I like it's hardcore to go and line up for 36 minutes. No, it's not. It's idiotic. Yeah. Pay the money. The best things about getting older is to be a bit closer to the front, closer to the front of the bar, more comfortable seats, and to be really, I guess, in the moment. I, I you know, I've sat in the back of the stands when I've got, I went and saw Bruce Springsteen 22 years ago, back row, and it was awesome. But you're still in the back row. I, I want to be as close to the front <laughs> as I can get to. And that's <laughs> that's probably the number one thing about being an older man. Don't build <laughs> don't build in Lismore and don't be in the back row. Twenty twenty four. All right. All right. It's been a pleasure. It has been a pleasure, Courtney. Have a great Christmas and New Year. Mm-hmm. Don't hang up.